everyone. Welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. Today, we have a weekly mini presentation by master teacher Kate Evans. Kate explains why shoulder and hip flexibility are so important for bridge work. She also provides a few drills for increasing mobility in these areas. Hi guys, I'm super excited to be here today to have a chat about why shoulder and hip flexibility is important. So basically, in a very simple way, the answer is to achieve any progression in skills from a bridge, we require an inline bridge. To create an inline bridge requires hip and shoulder flexibility. Simple, you might think. So how do we improve hip and shoulder flexibility? Simple in theory, but as we all know, even the static human body is a complex structure. Add in a little bit of dynamic motion, and this is where we're all brought back right into the here and now in the studio. Often I see teachers in studios very stuck when it comes to progressing hip and shoulder flexibility. I'm sure I'm not alone when I can say that we've all experienced that student that just cannot kick over in a bridge. The frustrations run high, the backs get sore and sore, and it seems that no amount of stretching works. We know they're lacking hip and shoulder flexibility. We're doing all the stretches, but nothing is changing. When I teach my students, I explain it to them like a thousand piece puzzle. To create a beautiful line and functional bridge, we need all the pieces of the puzzle to come together to form hip and shoulder flexibility. To access hip and shoulder flexibility, we need to find that center piece of the puzzle. And that center piece is core stabilization. The hip and the shoulder joint are both ball and socket joints. And what this means is that we have movements available in six different directions. We have flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, internal and external rotation, plus circumduction in the shoulder joint. This allows a larger range of motion available to these joints. However, the catch, if the joints are not aligned, the flexibility cannot be accessed. To access flexibility in these two areas, we need strong control and alignment with a really great core stabilization. These deep core muscles stabilize and protect the spine and pelvis, along with the erector spinae, internal and external obliques, and the rectus abdominis, they provide mobility to the trunk and connect the pelvis with the spine and the thoracic cavity. In really simple terms, core stability is the process of holding the shoulder and pelvic girdles, that is the center part or the core of the body stable in order to support the movement forces from the arms and the legs. To do this, the muscles that are responsible for stabilizing must function correctly so that the muscles responsible for the movement in the arms and the legs can perform their job correctly. Simply put, postural alignment held by core stabilization directly affects hip and shoulder flexibility. And this takes us back to the puzzle analogy. So here are some examples of misalignment. If we sit in a chair with our arms overhead and slumped posture, we have very limited range of motion in the shoulder joint. To move the arms into full flexion above the head requires the thoracic spine to move into extension. During flexion, the scapula upwardly rotates and posteriorly tilts on the rib cage, 
which encourages thoracic extension. Therefore, in this instance, if the thoracic spine cannot extend, then the scapula can't tilt and the shoulder joint cannot get to full flexion. And this decreases the flexibility in the shoulders and also increases the risk for shoulder injury. The correct postural alignment, where the student is able to access shoulder flexibility in a neutral postural alignment. To be able to improve shoulder flexibility, we need the thoracic spine to have mobility as well as flexibility in extension in order to extend right through the armpits and allow full flexion of the shoulder. Some examples of misalignment in the pelvis. When we stand with our core out, we see the pelvis is aligned with an anterior or forward tilt. What this means is the front of the pelvis tips down and the back of the pelvis lifts up. In this position, it's a flexed position and the hip flexors and quads are activated and shortened. We see the same anterior tilt with the leg in extension. In this position, what happens is the lack of ability to access the range of motion from the front of the hip dumps into the middle lower back. To work on hip extension, we really want to prevent that from happening. The opposite effect, we see a posterior tilt. In that, the pelvis is tucked, so the student possibly was cued to drive through the hips. When driving through the hips, we're getting the back of the pelvis dipping down and the front of the pelvis pulling up. And this is causing, again, the hip flexion to contract and the range of motion to shorten. And then it's going to dump into the middle lower back. So this brings us to how we cue our students. How do we translate all of that information into the classroom in a way that the students can understand? I often like to use visions and different words because they will help different students to understand what we want them to achieve. Some really great cueing drills are lengthen the pearls of the spine. When we're looking at the anterior tip of the pelvis, what we can say is imagine holding a ball of water level and be careful not to tip any out. A great way to activate core stabilization is to say to zip up your core. When we're looking at squaring and we want them to melt through from the back hip, I often say, especially to my littles, let your back hip be the winner or melt from the hip. A really great way to lift up again and correct an anterior tilt is to say, put your joy in your pouch and button it into your belly button. When I see students with their ribs flaring, I say, put your life jacket on and pull down the tabs of your ribs to activate. So these words help the students to activate in the right place and try to find the correct muscle that we want them to think about. When I teach my students in the classroom, I always use lots of different drills. The drills help the student to focus on one little thing and visualize what they want their body to do. Once we have the student able to contain their postural alignment, as well as mobility, we can then move them into translating this alignment and newfound flexibility into a more dynamic movement. This is a really great drill to teach that. Starting off with a really basic hip lift so the student's body is receptive and ready to push into a full bridge, cue the student to activate their core and open up through the front of the hip. In this position, the feet are raised on a stack. Raising the feet on a stack neutralizes out the lumbar spine and helps the student to find that really good alignment in the full bridge. Once open through the hips, we cue the student to push up into a bridge and try to progress through his armpits and upper back and shoulders. Gentle rocking and progression in this position will encourage him to come from the armpits. And then lowering down with core activation is reverse training of stabilizing the core. Another really great drill for training the entire package with the postural alignment and newfound flexibility is a kneeling half bridge up against a wall. 
In this position, cue the students to gently lift their fingers off the wall and slowly work through their armpits and cervical vertebrae and into their upper back. A very small movement to begin with and then return back to the wall, engaging their core. In this position, the hip is in extension and the core is held with the pelvis neutral. Once they've found that little progression, they can try for even further progression of moving even further down to possibly getting their hands in line with their hips. Always keeping an eye that their hips are staying close to the wall, the pelvis is neutral and the core is well activated. And finally, we look at putting the hips and the shoulders together. This is the hardest of all the drills for the students because they have to connect hip flexibility with shoulder flexibility at the same time. And this is often when we see them start to dump in the middle lower back. Now let's take a look at how hip and shoulder flexibility affects the bridge progressions. When looking at a bridge, we're really looking for 50% flexibility to come from the shoulders and upper back and 50% flexibility to come from the hips. The student is really working to stabilize the core to ensure the lumbar spine is neutralized and there's no dumping through there. And we can see that through that plateauing out through the middle lower back. The student's really trying to lead through with the armpits. We can see her bridge is well past the wrists. She's working to elongate her spine and she has her shoulders pressed up to her ears to be able to access the flexibility through the upper back and shoulders. The opening through her, the front of her hips and flexibility through her hips is allowing her feet to be in parallel so her hips, knees and feet are all tracking in alignment. A bridge with core stabilization alongside hip and shoulder flexibility is the bridge that we're really looking for. When forming a bridge, as I mentioned, we're really looking to get 50% of the flexibility from the upper back and shoulders and 50% of flexibility from the hips. To achieve this, we need to ensure good alignment, balanced strength, stability and mobility exist together. Remember to always strive for progression over perfection and celebrate the small gains in your student's journey. Remember every student is unique and their journey will reflect this, but they all have the capability to progress. Thank you so much for having me today. Amazing, Kate. Thank you for delivering such important and useful information. One of my favorite visualizations was, put your joey in your pouch and button it up to your belly button. So cute. Remember, send your questions to podcast at acrobaticarts.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.